Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Impossible Until Possible, with myself, Ryan Luke. Uh, today, I want to talk about the STR market and where we're at right now as of recording this, and just as we're sort of heading into March, coming out of the slow season in the UK and into a peak season in Dubai, where I also operate. And I just want to kind of talk about, you know, the seasonality of this game because I think a lot of investors get into it and they don't really give it the credit that it needs. And it is a seasonality business. It's a hospitality business for the majority of the locations that I operate in anyway. I know there's probably many locations where, you know, you may get all year round or the downtimes aren't that Vicious. However, uh, I do feel like in the UK we are seeing um, and have seen a bad winter and it's a kind of keeping hope uh, because I've seen four years of this now and you do kind of forget it. So if this is your first one, uh, then, you know, all is not lost. And um, I think it's important to remember that before we dive in. Remember, the podcast is sponsored by IPRAC and the Luke Stays Academy. And if you haven't checked them out yet, dive into the show notes and you will find the links there. So for me, the seasons are tough on the mindset and tough on the business cash flow if you don't prepare for them. And I think preparation is the key word here. You have to expect that November through till probably now um, and possibly even you know through March March is not exactly a great month either um, you're gonna see uh, potentially break even or loss making months with the short-term rental game depending on whether you can secure some good contractor bookings throughout those months which will see you through the winter and I think it's always better to take money than have no money and just limit the damage and what I mean by that is a lot of people get sort of stuck on I must achieve you know for example 150 pound a night to be able to make money or to be able to break even and they stick their prices at 150 pound a night and they don't get any bookings well for me I would rather run at 75 pound a night and yes I might only be making a tiny bit of profit after all the you know running costs are included but you're better off making something than making nothing in the these winter or downtime months in Dubai it's sort of June July August where we suffer and um, you know September's not great either you know it takes a, a bit to get going and you know it's it, it's really important that for me you're just collecting cash to pay your bills uh, you know cash flow is king in business and you've got to be able to cash flow yourself through the downtimes and know when to pull the trigger and invest and know when to you know take extra money out or do whatever you want to do with the liquidity in the good times because before we know it, we'll be in the summer and the peak time, we'll be making probably two, three times more profit than we usually do on a monthly basis. And we just think that's normal. We forget the winter's coming and, you know, we may overspend, we may overinvest and then the winter comes around and the cash flow tightens up and it becomes tricky. And I definitely have done that, um, you know, first season I went through in the UK, definitely did that first season in Dubai, I did that, I wasn't expecting anywhere near the downtime in the summer, uh, quickly realised that the summer in Dubai is brutal, and you know, you've got to keep the air conditioning on so the houses don't melt, so you've got to run your bills, and you've also got no bookings coming in, uh, unless you can secure some expat relocation contracts, um, and you know, some, some higher corporate stays, so... It's a game of chess, there's no doubt about that, and you have to be strategic in how you play it. Know when to invest, know when to not invest. Now, the same thing, or should I say, 
sometimes you can get the best deals in the downtime. I know particularly in Dubai when, you know, it's bleak and you know, there's no one moving around. A lot of people are leaving Dubai in the summer. If a landlord has a property to rent, then they're quite keen to do a deal. Uh, they'll do a multiple check system uh, rather than the, the few checks that they work on. They'll, you know, knock the rates down. And it's the same in the UK. If you're looking to pick up property sort of November, December, January, when tenants don't really move, like tenants never move in December, very, very rarely. A lot of landlords have specific clauses in their contracts so tenants can't leave them high and dry in the winter. But it still happens and landlords don't want void periods. So these can actually be very good times to pick up the best deals. However, you need to make sure that you're not going to bleed your cash flow so that you can't actually just pay your bills and get yourself through those sticky periods. So it is a juggling act of, you know, when to invest to get the best deals, but also make sure that, you know, your business can just keep going so that you can see those peak times and you can profit. I always say that, it is a 12-month game, this, and you should analyze your profit after 12 months of operation. Uh, if it's profitable through that 12 months, fantastic, keep it on. If it's not, then, you know, you may have a dud property and you want to give it back, and that's okay. You know, it is okay. You can, you know, the, with our game, we can take furniture out. We can put a, you know, anything that we've invested in, uh, we can take that out and just put it into another unit. So it's okay to go and find another unit and a better unit. But don't start analyzing your properties, you know, month by month, especially if you've started in November and you've got to February and you're at a loss. That's fine. That's normal in the UK, for example. In Dubai, obviously, that would be a bit different. You know, you should be in a profit at that situation. But it's okay to have that loss. I mean, it's not nice, you know, no one likes losing money, but if you've got the right property, you should at the end of the 12 months, you know, another eight months of operating, then you should have profit from, you should have profit in the bank from that. And at the end of the 12 months, sit down and say, is that profit enough, you know, for the hassle, the time and everything else that goes into it? You know, is it a good ROI on the investment that you've put in? And if it is, obviously, you know, you continue for the year after and you look to find similar properties that are, you know, in the same sort of areas, that same sort of bedroom size, and you can set them up in a very similar way to make them work as well. What I do find is a lot of investors get into this game for the first time and they don't ride the seasons or understand the seasons. Uh, there's plenty of data out there, you know, plenty of great platforms to show you roughly what the seasonality trend is going to be. Um, but, you know, in the main, uh, you know, you are going to see, you know, what well, a big sort of U-curve where it kind of, you know, goes up to the peak, dips back down the other side, and then it kind of gradually starts working towards the peak again. And that's the kind of wave that you're constantly riding. And you've got to make sure that your business is set up to ride that wave as well. It could even come down to, you know, how you staff through the downtimes versus how you staff through the peak times, because you're going to need more staff as you grow a portfolio anyway in those peak times. Or can you muster it through yourself and just be overloaded with work so that you're not having to pay out excess costs in the winter when you maybe haven't got, you know, the, the number of guests staying and the turnovers and everything else that you need. And these are all decisions that you need to make within your business. And some you'll get right and some you'll get wrong. And that's fine. The ones that you get wrong, you learn from and you make sure the next season you don't make the same mistake and ultimately you're then more profitable. And as long as you're constantly doing that and fine tuning your model, I mean, my model now looks so different to what it was when I first started. In fact, it looks different to what it was even just last year because we 
we constantly making mistakes, we're constantly fine-tuning it, and we're just trying to get better and better and better. And that's all we can do, you know. No one's perfect in this game. I don't think there is a perfect business because everyone's business and everyone's model and everyone's portfolio is very different. They're in different areas, they're different housing types, they're different guest types, there's different ways of running them. You've got your low-end, your mid-end, your luxury. You know, there's so many different variations of the model that no one business is, is entirely the same. So we'll all make different mistakes, but you've got to figure out, okay, I made that mistake. This is how much it cost me. How can I put it right? And how can I limit the damage next time? Or even further, how can I profit from it? So I, you know, don't actually lose money the next time around. How do we actually make money? You know, how do we become that efficient that we can make more money? And I've done very, you know, a, a, a great analysis probably in the last six, seven months of my whole business model, particularly on the software side of things, you know. I'm a big fan of software. I'm a big fan of automation to try and reduce the number of, um, you know, manpower hours that we need to purchase. But, you know, at the same time, you know, some of these softwares can run very costly on a, you know, per property basis. And when you look at the bills coming in, you know, do you actually need them? Can you use alternative softwares? You know, is there a free option? Uh, you know, there's many other things that you can do. I think you can get easily get sold into the kind of shiny penny syndrome of many of these hospitality softwares. But when you just strip it back to basics, like, you know, for me this year, it was very much like, okay, what worked at the beginning? Because that was a very simple model because I didn't really know much. And can we make that model work now? Because I didn't have all these bolt-on technologies, you know, that were racking up the thousands in bills each and every month. And sure enough, uh, you know, got rid of one, hasn't made any impact to the business. In fact, I think we've become more efficient by just using other things that are free or other things that are associated with softwares that we've already, you know, purchasing. And, you know, for me, it's just making these little tweaks all along. And I think if you continue to do that over and over, you will definitely have a successful business in the long term. As always, thank you very much for listening. And if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe. It does help the algorithms and share with as many people as you can. And don't forget to drop me any comments or a DM on my socials if you've got any questions. Take care.